the Long family are uh, wonderful friends of both my and Kathy's family. Our, our former pastor was Jack Long. He had a brother whose name was Paul Long, who in 1984 moved to St. John along with his wife and three boys. And they were just a, a wonderful family, hockey lovers, hard workers, faithful attenders and members of First UPC and 130 Mark Drive. I I'll remember Paul Long for, we remember Jack Long for his, for his saxophone playing and his powerful singing, and, and his brother didn't take a back seat when he grabbed an accordion. I've never seen anyone play the accordion like Paul Long. Anyone remember Paul Long playing the accordion? The, <clears throat> the one hand, I can't remember if it's his left hand or his right hand, would pretty much come to the floor. And... Uh, if you looked really close, Paul, Paul wore long johns right through July. If you look close, you'd see when his leg came out, the hint of white down near his ankle where his long john would be showing. And, and he had a man's accordion. He would stretch that until the bellows were pretty much flat and then slam them back together and sing with all of his heart and his soul to the Lord and, and powerful and anointed playing and singing. It was just a, a wonderful, wonderful gift that God gave to him. He came along with his, his wife and, and those boys. Pete was closest to my age. We became best of friends. And Paul was, <clears throat> he was an intensely practical guy. He was very economical. And he had to be with three boys that could consume the contents of an Atlantic superstore in a single setting. Sheila would always have homemade chocolate cake on the counter and hot dogs were always the meal between meals choice. And so when they first came to St. John, I remember that they had a vehicle. It wasn't a new vehicle. If you knew about the AMC, the American Motor Corporation Gremlin, it wasn't an expensive car. Theirs didn't look quite as nice as these ones here on the screen, but... But they had a gremlin. And uh, I wonder if you just flip to that next slide, if we could take a moment to appreciate. <laughs> just to appreciate this vehicle. Um, and then my favorite point of those six that I won't read all of, my favorite point is number six, and more headroom in the trunk. I, I don't know what that means. That the trunk becomes a part of, now I know growing up and maybe in 78 seatbelt laws weren't required. So maybe, maybe the trunk became, maybe that was one of the selling features of the gremlin. Uh, the engineers, <clears throat> they're genius. They, they actually just took one of their other vehicles and cut the trunk off to create this beautiful automobile. Got a lot of bad press, but <clears throat> a lot of this people in this picture look pretty happy to me, maybe Maybe the dog, not so much. I'd, he could use another few inches of headroom. I don't know. But the newest that the car could have been in 1984 would have been six years old. At oldest, it was maybe 14 years. I'm not sure of the age, but the Long's Gremlin boasted of one other feature. It had no reverse. I might add no reverse, no problem when you've got... Three boys that loved hockey. Those hockey players' legs would swing out of the doors when they pulled into a parking place and they were ready to back out. The door would swing out and 
Their legs would fly out the door and then propel that car out of that space. And when they had cleared the spot, the doors would shut and off they would go, usually with a big smile and a wave to all observers. They just had a way of making it work. Anyone just know what it's like to make it work sometimes? Just got to make it work. I, I know that here, you know, just in looking back and remembering that, I, I thought of that little story when I began to <clears throat> prepare for this message today because I want to talk about our opportunity that God gives us to move forward. Here, here's what I know just, just from that little, that little story is that when you move, remove the option of reverse, when you take away the option of backing up, it changes the way that you drive. It changes the way that you drive. It changes how you drive. It changes where you drive. You, you don't go to every place that you might go if you had reverse because you have no option of getting back out. You are, <clears throat> you're going in the direction that you're pointed in. It's, it's that direction that you want to go is where you're going to point your vehicle. You, you know you can't back up. It modifies your mentality about backing out. It modifies your mentality about turning back. And, and sometimes what I'd like to, to remind us all of is that God often will give us the responsibility to not go back to where we came from. Now, it's great to turn back and, and look at the cross, the power of the cross and the power of the blood that's necessary. But it's often that God requires us to not turn and go back to the thing that he brought us out of. The responsibility that we have through the word of God is to move forward into the future that God has for us. And so on this New Year's Day of 2023, I came with a simple reminder to move forward. We're moving forward in 2023. We've got lots that we don't want to back up into. There's many things about 2020, 2021, and 2022 that I have zero desire to put this vehicle in reverse and go back into what those years were and what they represented. Every part of me came into this year ready to move forward. I'm ready to put the vehicle in drive. I'm, I'm ready to click the four-wheel drive button if necessary. I'm ready to take a look at the terrain and say, I'm ready to go ahead. I'm ready to move forward. I'm, I'm wanting to move on into what God has in store for us. I, I don't totally understand everything that he did in the last few years, but I've got no desire to back up into that. I have a full-on desire to move into the future that God has for all of us. Anybody with me this morning. I figured I'd have a couple amens. I figured there'd be a few people that just kind of said to themselves, I'm ready to move on. I'm, I'm not ready to turn and, and just kind of pine over what was behind. I'm ready to move into the future that God has for us. It was, it was a three-word sermon that Jesus preached in Luke 17 and verse 32. It simply states this, remember Lot's wife. The context is, isn't even given. It's just a three-word sermon that Jesus preaches because he knew in the ears of his hearer, everybody would know what he was talking about when he said, remember Lot's wife. In case someone here doesn't know, maybe our audience isn't uh, as up to speed on Israel's history and, and heritage as Jesus' hearers were, but I would just remind you that Sodom and Gomorrah was a place of much sin, and God came on the scene to turn things around, and, and God made a way of escape for Lot and his wife, his family, and, and the angel's explicit command was this in, in, in that verse, 
The angel said to, to them, he said, escape for thy life. Look not behind thee, neither stay thou in all the plain. Escape to the mountains, lest thou be consumed. Let me, let me read it again. The angel told Lot and his wife, escape for thy life. Look not behind thee, neither stay thou in all the plain. Escape to the mountain, lest thou be consumed. In this end time season of harvest, I felt the Holy Ghost challenging me to remind the church that it's time to move forward. It's the, it's the Holy Ghost prompting that, that came and just, it, it, this just didn't come to me this week. This came uh, this summer in July as I was preparing for the new year. That simple phrase, fast forward, came into my mind because God is planning for us to move into something brand new, but we can't do it as long as we stay static and as long as we stay still. But if we come into this year determined that some things are going to be different, that we're ready to move into the promise that God has for us, then here's what I know. God has much in store. There are people that are just ready, waiting to be saved, ready to come into kingdom purpose and mentality if we're ready to move forward. It's in this end time season of harvest that the Holy Ghost is calling for us to move forward move forward into many manners of impossibility but the call is still there it was the post-plague Israel that found themselves at the impossibility of the Red Sea God had <clears throat> sent 10 plagues to turn Pharaoh's heart and now Pharaoh's heart was turned and here they stand at the Red Sea the Red Sea is the impossibility before them but God speaks to Moses and the Lord said, wherefore criest thou? Why are you crying to me? Speak to the children of Israel that they go forward. You see, be before Israel could ever move forward with their feet, God needed them to move forward with their mind and their mentality. The impossibility was there. The shore, the shore was was right there, they, but they had to make a decision. They're either going to go back to what they came from or they're going to move on to the promise of God. And God put a little impossibility like a Red Sea in the way. God put that little impossibility there so, so that the people would be questioning, well, what do we do now? We've got, we've got no other option but to go back. But God said, no, 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 Moses, don't cry to me. It's time to cry to the people. And when you're talking to them, tell them it's time that they go forward. The Red Sea seems like an impossibility, but it's not if they'll just move forward. The Red Sea seems like it's dividing them from the promise that I've got in store for them, but it's not they, if they just move forward. The, the Red Sea seems like, like it's no... There's no way that they can overcome that, but if they will just move forward. And, and so I just came to speak to someone this morning that I don't know what the mentality is that's holding you back from moving forward, but God came with just a simple message, go forward. The word spoke to Israel by Moses on that shorefront is the word that we're speaking in this room this morning. It's time to go forward. It's not time to go backward. God didn't save us to leave us. God didn't bring us this far just so we could turn around around and go back to what we came from God doesn't intend for us to live in bondage God doesn't intend for us to live in defeat God come on somebody God doesn't intend for us to go back into all of that but God is saying it's time to go forward it's time to go forward
It's time to go forward. As a matter of fact, when you read through the instructions that God would give to Israel, it was the word forward that was used over and over again to them. Now, Numbers 10, 28, thus were the journeyings of the children of Israel according to their armies when they set forward. And, and I've, I've, I just uh, got some real in-depth theological image here for you so you can see clearly what that meant. That's what it meant. Now, if you look at that, you would say, no, that's not, that's not, um, that's not the scale. And that may be a little inaccurate for all of the theologians in the room, but it's pretty indicative of their journey in the wilderness. It gives us a little image and a little picture of what it was like, because God did take them in circles. And there was times when it felt like they were going backwards. And there was times when it felt like they weren't getting to where God had planned for them to go. He had already promised them the promised land. But now they were in this journeying. Now they were in this journey of multiple directions. But every time that God gave them the direction to move, he used the word forward. And sometimes when God gives us the directive, it doesn't feel like we're going forward. We're, we're just kind of saying, now God, what, what is exactly are you talking about? Where, where are you leading us? Haven't we been here before? And, and sometimes God just lets us revisit some things so that we get it right. Sometimes God allows us the journey more than once so that we realize that God's really in control. God's got some miracles that he's going to perform in the wilderness that Israel wouldn't know about if they just went straight into promise. So, so sometimes God wants us to walk the way that he's leading us and it feels like we're going in circles and it feels like we're not... Oh, come on. How many like it when you hit the button on the GPS and it says the quickest trip is like 15 minutes faster? There's a more direct route. There's a better option available. We all love that because our time is precious to us. And sometimes we're looking at our spiritual walk with God like it's Garmin GPS, and it's not. God said, it isn't about the time. It's what I'm teaching right now that matters. That is what matters. And God is teaching us that he's the miracle worker. And God is teaching us that he's going to bring water out of the rock in the most, come on, in the most difficult of times. God is teaching us that he's a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. God's going to teach us that manna is going to come and quail's going to fall and we're going to have provision. Why? God is helping us to learn that as we, as we go into this place with him, he's in control and he is leading us. No matter, no matter which direction that God moved Israel in, more than 17 times it was referred to as forward. Forward in scripture isn't just a direction. That's where we're pushing this morning. It's not just a direction on your compass. It's not just your movement on the map, but it speaks to the intention. Someone say intention of your activity. That is what forward means. It's, it's sometimes because, because when you relinquish your end goals to God, God sometimes is going to say, okay, this is how we're going to get there. We want to take and manage the journey, but God says, let me lead you because we've got some stuff that we've got to learn. Let me lead you because, and, and some of us have come into 23 and we're confused and we're upset and we're discouraged and, and some of us are ready, uh, some of you are excited. Some of you, you know, hashtag living my best life. And I'm, I'm grateful, I'm excited, I, I'm there with, with you on many levels. But sometimes God's saying, okay, but 
in order for us to get there, this is what we've got to do. There's, there's some places that we're going to go through. There's some, some direction. The direction doesn't, isn't going to feel like it's forward. But forward is about a mentality. As long as God is leading, no matter where we're going, we're going forward. No matter, no matter where he's taking us right now, we're going forward. Well, God, this feels like it's a little backward, but as long as the pillar of cloud is before us, we're going forward. As long as I, 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 I'm convinced that I've, God, this trial is getting really old right now. This patience thing is, I'm done. God says, okay, let's go back for round two. Or three. Or four. And... But it isn't because we look at destination and we want to put the mile marker in the sand and we want to look back somewhere on the horizon and say, look how far we've come. And when we circle back two or three times, we're saying, God, this doesn't feel like we're going anywhere. But the word of God told us that Israel, when God moved them, he moved them forward. It didn't feel like they were going someplace new and it felt like they were going for round three or four or five. But, but as long as God was leading and as long as God, God was directing, he was taking them forward. It was forward. It isn't just the movement. It's the intention of your activity. Because when you intend, I'm going all the way. I'm not quitting. When you get the intention that you're going to allow God to use your life, then you relinquish what's happening to the hand of the master and God begins to use you and you're moving forward. It may feel like you're standing still, but God is moving you forward inch by inch, foot by foot, meter by meter, mile by mile. Let's go there. Come on. God is moving us just a bit at a time, but here's what I know. God is moving us forward. And, and if we could, if we would, just take a look at the wilderness. If we would just be reminded, God knew that the wilderness was not Israel's destination, but he didn't mind keeping them there for a little while. Forty years to be exact. It may have been their proving ground. It, it may have been the location for higher education. It may have been the place for weeding out their wrongdoing. But as long as they were in the wilderness, that direction that the pillar of cloud moved in the day and the pillar of fire moved at night, it said that it was moving them forward. Not circles, not backwards, forward. That sand between their sandals and their toes feels like We've been here before, but God was moving them forward. You see, God knows that we can sometimes go in the right direction with the wrong intention. And so God will let us revisit the same location until we get our intention right. And when we get our intention right, the destination isn't the end. Now all of a sudden we have joy in the journey because our intention, we know God's moving us into that place of promise. That's what God knew with Israel. God knows sometimes we can go in the right direction with the wrong intention. You can become a professional at going through the motions. You can become perfect at learning all the right actions. Happy New Year. And sometimes our intentions are so opposite of what we are in our lives that God says, let's bring this back 
Because we've got, we've got to get the right intention. And when we get the right intention, all of a sudden, God can move us into the place of promise. I, I believe with every part and every part, of, every part of my heart and my being that God has a great intention for us. God has a wonderful future in store. But God is letting us examine our intentions. Why do we want to get to where we've got to go? How are we going to get there? It's going to be authentic. It's going to be real. It's going to, it's going to take some time. It, it doesn't come easy. It never comes free. But God is examining what's your intention like? Because if you have the right intention, you don't mind a little bit of friction along the way. You don't mind some challenges. Why? Because that's, that's just the cost. That's just what it takes to get there. Stand at the Red Sea. And when Moses commands, go forward. We're going to forward march. And the Bible tells us that those priests that bear, come on, they, they, they went into Jordan. When they went into Jordan, that the priests that bear the ark, they would all be in the water before it parted. So sometimes God lets us walk without giving us the answer we're looking for until we're all in the water and then it parts but when you got the right intention it don't matter it says well here we go we don't want to become professional going through the motion I don't want to miss the promise because we have the wrong intention and this morning I would love to give us all the gift of moving forward I'd like to draw a line in the wilderness sand this morning and give you the gift of a new start in 2023. If we just remembered Lot's wife, the angel told her, look not behind thee. Look not behind thee. Some of you need to leave 22 in 22. And some of you need to pull the rearview mirror off the car for a little bit. Because you can't drive looking in reverse you can't drive you can't you can't move forward looking backward you can't do it I've tried you ever get mesmerized by the tire tracks in the snow then all of a sudden they're veering off the road better get this back on track some of us need to leave some of the stuff that was said to us in 2022. Some of us need to leave some of the stuff that we said in 2022. Some of us need to forgive ourselves of some stuff we said or did or thought in 22. Some of us, we need to look down right there in that carpet that, that's right in front of your feet and imagine the sandy soil of the wilderness and then just draw a line in the sand. Don't look behind. Look not behind thee. That is not the place that God is taking us to. That isn't the place that God intends for us to live. So don't look there. Look to where you're going. The second thing that the angel told them was neither stay thou in all the plain. We're not going to look behind, but we're not going to sit here on the plane either. It's not time just to stay in this static location and, and just press pause in our lives. No, it's time to move forward. We're going to talk next week. Don't worry, I haven't talked about fast forward yet, but I think most of you are much smarter than me. You know where we're going next week. 
We're going to put the fast and fast forward. We're going to deny ourselves. We're going to talk about leaving some things behind for a while. We're going to talk about fasting. That's, that's the one shortcut that God gives us. I don't want to give it all away, but, but it costs us something, us something. We're not going to look behind us, but we're not going to stay here in the plane either. And I, I love what happened in service this morning. It, it just lets us know that we're ready to do something on God's behalf and see God do something new. 2023 don't sit on the plane don't stay there in that location when God has brought you out he doesn't intend just for you to sit don't stay on the plane the creature comforts sometimes beckon us just to cozy up and wait it out but here's the problem the enemy loves stalemates the enemy loves it when the church sits still, and the enemy will sit still as long as we do sometimes. So when we look at it, it feels pretty good sometimes just to sit still because the enemy loves it when we just sit still. He's like, he's going to take a break too. He's going to kick his feet up. As long as the church has her feet up, then he'll keep his feet up. But, but then all of a sudden when we begin to engage in this spiritual walk and we begin to engage in moving into the future that God has for us. When, when we begin to move forward, all of a sudden the enemy, he beckons all the help that he can gather. He pulls his greatest attacks into the front line. He all of a sudden, he just kind of wants to create all kinds of confusion. He wants to create all kinds of opposition. He wants us to have to march through some rough places and some difficult spots. Some kings of the enemies are going to gather together. They're going to line themselves to work against the, the children of Israel. But here's what we know. If they will just keep on marching if we will just continue on it's not time to sit back it's not time to sit still it's time to roll our sleeves up it's time to lace up come on it's not time for flip-flops or crocs it's time to lace up the running shoes and get ready to engage in this race to get ready to run into the battle it's time it's time 2023 is time a church's failure to move forward is simply victory in the eyes of the enemy. It was movement, the movement of the ark that determined the progress for Israel. I'm getting ready to close. Their lives were built around the ark. And it was in numbers when they referred to the ark, they always used the word forward. They would speak about uh, when the ark set forward, that Moses said, rise up, Lord, and let thine enemies be scattered, and let them that hate thee flee before thee. It was when the ark, and I know that speaks to location, but it also speaks to intention, that the enemies would be scattered when God's ark moved forward. When it came to pass, when the ark set forward, that Moses said, rise up, Lord. God God always advances. God always moves forward. Always. And he doesn't intend for his church to slam it in reverse every time we see opposition. Every time that we see a challenge, God doesn't intend for us just to, 
Oh, here we go. That's the end. No, no, no. He, 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 he tells us in Numbers that it came to pass when the ark set forward that Moses said, Rise up, Lord, and let thine enemies be scattered, and let them that hate thee flee before thee. It was this activity. It was this motion. It was this movement that happened when the ark set forward, when it moved into battle, when it moved into the, the challenges that the enemies would bring. God said, It's time to go forward. It's time to move. And Moses said, Rise up, Lord, and let your enemies be scattered. Our, our prayer is that in 2023 as we move forward when the enemy comes in like a flood our belief is that the spirit of the Lord is going to raise up a standard against him we believe that when we begin to move into this kingdom plan that God has for us sure the enemy is going to fight but here's what we know we know that if we will just let God let his spirit move forward that the enemies will be scattered and them that hate thee are going to flee before thee we want to see corporately that happen in our church, but not just corporately. We want to see people move forward personally. The ark was God's divine design in giving Israel spiritual direction. It was God's divine design in giving Israel inspiration. They, they would cheer and they would celebrate when the ark was lifted on the shoulders of the priesthood, when it moved into battle, when it moved and the people followed along with it. When it moved forward, the people celebrated. It was inspiring. It was celebration. God gave them direction. It was all of that. And God's divine design in giving Israel instruction came along with that ark. It came. And all of that happened when the ark was in the center of Israel, that picture that we just had a moment ago, all the camps were encamped around the Ark of the Covenant. They encamped around it because that was the center of their life, that was the center of their activity, that was the center of everything that they did. And when the Ark of the Covenant set forward, it indicated, come on people, let's get ready to go. And people would follow the Ark, the Israel. Israel, all of the camps and all of their locations would follow the ark when God began to move and that pillar of cloud and that pillar of fire led them on the way. They would follow it and, and they would just go along. When the ark of the covenant set forward, the people would move along with it. You'd find in the ark, you'd find Aaron's rod that budded, golden pot of manna, the tables of stone. On top was the mercy seat and between the cherubim was where God's glory rested, the Shekinah glory of God. The ark had so much that it represented, so much power. Aaron's rod that budded, budded was, it was an indication that Aaron was indeed the priesthood. The Levitical priesthood came from him, and in one night his rod budded and blossomed and budded, and then ripe almonds came off of that rod that Aaron possessed. Then the golden pot of manna was a reminder of God's provision that God had always provided for them. The tables of, law, of the law, the, the stone, they were God's precepts that were given to them to direct them. Then the mercy seat, that was God's propitiation. It was God's covering. We sang about, prayed about, and celebrated the blood because the blood still works. That's where the blood was poured out on the mercy seat. And then the Shekinah, of God's presence dwelt in the midst of it. And so no wonder when they spoke about the ark and its movement, it was moving forward. And our prayer is we want, we want all of this for you. 
We want God's power, provision, his, his law at work, his precepts, the propitiation. He want, we want covering for sin. We want God's presence to move in this room like it has already. We want all of that. We want all of those benefits. But in order to have all of that, we have got to have God's presence, God, all of that in the midst of our lives. It's got to be a part of who we are. And then it's got to be given the right to lead us forward. God's law, God's, God's help, all of those things. It's got to be, it's got to become more than just something, an activity that we include in our week. This has got to become where we live. I mean, we only have six bathrooms here, so I'm not inviting y'all to move in. But this mentality about God ordering our steps and leading our lives has got to become a part of our mentality. It's got to be like Israel with the ark in the center and everything else happened and occurred around that ark. That has got to be the way, the picture that our lives become, that God becomes the center and everything that we do becomes a part of his directive. And in that moment, God is given the right to move us forward. We can come back to the music this morning. We don't get all, we want all of those benefits, but we don't get those benefits unless we make room for the ark. We want God to rise up and we want enemies to be scattered. We want those that hate God to flee before us, but it only happens when we put God at the center and we allow him to lead us forward. We use that phrase, moving forward. We, we, we use it as a, just kind of a, a demarcation in conversation. We, you know, moving forward, we're going to, moving forward, <laughs> moving forward. We get little, little notes from the bishop at times. He sent one this morning about the phone lines getting disconnected in the office. I don't know who did that. Not guilty. He's like, we don't, uh, here's the do not disturb information. You can just press star, blah, 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 blah. I don't know what it is. It's in my phone now. So you don't have to unplug the phone lines from the telephone in the room. Not, we're not talking about disconnecting from the MBTEL or that's going, that's dating me, isn't it? Alliant. <laughs> But moving forward, we're not going to unplug the telephone line from the telephone. Someone say moving forward. Moving forward, it's just that, that demarcation is when we decide that we're going to move into something new. We're going to move into a new mentality. We're going to move into a new focus. We're going to move into, and, and let me just tell you that the more focused we are on moving forward, the less likely we are to look back. The more focus we are on moving forward the less likely we are to come on remember Lot's wife don't turn back the more we focus on the future and the more we look to what God is going to do the less likely we are ever going to be of being guilty of turning back Lot's wife turned into a pillar of salt because she turned around because she turned back 
That's not what we want for our lives, our future, our, our church, our families. We don't, we don't want this, this, we don't want to be remembered as lost wife. We want to be remembered as the church that said, it's time to move forward. I want to be remembered as a church that looked at our Red Sea experience and said, come on, it's time to get our feet wet. If we'll just move and march, God will do the work. The miracle will happen if we will just move forward. That's, that's what we want to be a part of. That's where God is leading us. That's how God is directing us. And so moving forward, moving forward means change. Moving forward means some adjustment. Moving forward says, I'm willing. I'm willing to, to, to kind of just be uncomfortable for a little while because comfort invites us to just hang out on the plane. Comfort invites us just to put up our feet until and... But that's not where God intends for us to live. I don't want to spend 40 years on the plane. I don't want to spend 40 years in wilderness wandering. I want to move into God's promise. We need to move into God's plan. It's too late. Time is at hand. As Brother Robinette preached us, we're out of time. We don't have any more time to waste. We have got to move into God's purpose. We have got to move forward. As for me and my house, Joshua said it, but I'm encouraging every house leader, every family director, every CEO of households to say, as for me and my house. In-house and people with us that are online, we're, we're doing our best to equip families to make changes for the future. How many remember our devotional Bible that we gave out during family month? Um, that, that was very intentional. That was so that we would be ready in January for families to do devotions together. Because that changes things. What happens? We, we get families for a couple hours a week, but what happens when all of a sudden the Word of God gets centered in our homes? You see, that's really worth celebrating. And I just heard a little amen from Brother Calhoun. We, we, we did his dad's funeral this week, but the picture that was most prominent to all of us was that man praying. It was prayer meetings that made the difference and prayer that he had in his home and his family that made a difference. His home life impacted the future and now there are four apostolic preachers and ministers and involved in ministry. Why? Because their home made a difference. It wasn't just 130 Mark Drive. It wasn't just something that happened after the pulpit preached a message. It was something that happened in our homes when our, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. What happens is that when our homes become that center point, we begin to move forward on Monday and we begin to move forward on Tuesday. We begin to, come on, we begin to make advances on Wednesday. And by the time we come for Bible study, something is already transitioning and something's already occurring. Something's already, I'll just tell you, the devil doesn't sit back from Sunday to Wednesday. He's at work all the time. But if we determine that we're going to move forward on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and, 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 and as an individual and as a couple and as a family we determine in our minds that we're moving forward 
every day of the week then it changes everything we're asking we're asking for families to use the devotional Bible that we gave you that's all I believe that you are but if you could every day with your children you will come to love it and they will too and when it all comes down however it does at the end of this race at the end of this run at the end of this season when the trumpet sounds how when this all comes down the most important moments that we spend together won't be in front of a screen it'll be moments that we spend together just taking a look at the word of God and if the word is in our lives and it's powerful enough for for us to be led by it it becomes the center point and it will move us forward when we allow God's word, his provision, all those things that we want for our families, if we bring it into the center of our homes, then we will move forward. We're asking that you all take time and make time to pray. If you're an individual, find someone to be accountable to. Find someone to be a prayer partner. Find someone to say, look, Here's how I want 23 to look. I'd like to be a person of prayer. I, I, now, I may not be doing a couple hours a day. I may not be doing an hour a day. I may start with five minutes a day of intentional, directed prayer. But, but I'm wondering if someone this morning would make a determination to move forward. I'm going to become a person of prayer. I'm going to let it become the part that starts my day. I'm going to let it become. And, and so find someone as an individual and become accountable to them. As a couple, become accountable to each other. I am so excited about the number of young married couples that we have in our church family. But we want them to move forward as a couple. We want the Ark of the Covenant of 2023 to be at work in the midst of them. God's provision, God's power, God, come on, God's priesthood working in their lives. We want, we want all of those things, the golden pot of manna. We want Aaron's rod that budded. We want the word at work in their lives. We want the Shekinah glory of God around them. We, we want the blood at work. We want that for their, fam for their family. So yeah. So as a couple, as a couple, commit to one another and say, look, this is what we're going to do. Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday. And, and, I, and I already know, I already know that in order for this to work, in order for this to work, we have got to find a time that we're going to agree on that's going to happen, and we got to find a place that we're going to agree on that this is going to happen. This is where we're going to do devotions, and this is when we're going to do devotions. So, church family, we're asking, we're asking that you would make time to pray together, moving forward. We're asking that you would determine right now where that place of prayer will be, when you're going to have that season of prayer. Next week, we're gonna talk about fasting, so I'm wondering if between now and January the 9th that you would determine what you're going to fast. Media, food, something that sacrifice, that's a sacrifice, something that you're giving up to God, and then you're giving that time back to Him. Determine right now what you're going to fast. And then between January 9th and 15th, we're going to start our corporate fast. So we're asking that you would determine now because 
moving forward, God's going to take us into some wonderful and powerful places. We're asking that you would look at God's provision in your life. And we're asking that you would determine your personal action plan for giving, for giving of your time, for giving of your talent, and for giving of your treasure. Those three things that God places in our life as responsibility. Say, God, how am I going to give this back to the kingdom? Because we want to move forward, moving forward. And then God's precepts in our life. I want to, I want to ask if we would determine our personal action plan for Bible reading and study. And, and our focus is our home, so where this happens in our life. Get a Bible reading chart. Get a Bible reading app. Download some tools and helps. And, and what are you saying, Pastor Jack? I'm just saying that, that the Spirit is saying to move forward that we activate all those things in our life. If, if God was so intentional about placing that tabernacle and the Ark of the Covenant in the center of Israel because it was to lead them forward, then we have got to be that intentional in our lives now. Like I said, we're not sitting shop. We're not putting tiny houses on 40 acres and moving everybody in. It's okay to laugh. I didn't know, I did not know it was going to be this tight. I thought it was going to be I guess we already had altar calls. That's good. We got the word from Pastor Woodward. That's good. But on a practical level, we're asking that people would be intentional about putting God in the center of your homes because we want the Shekinah of God in our lives. We want the pillar of cloud and the pillar of fire. We want God's direction. We want the word of God to be activated. And most of all, we want to have the right intention. Could you stand together with me? And I believe that as we move into this new year, it's a reminder. Someone sent me a little, a little video clip. And I, I intended on perhaps using it at Brother, Brother Calhoun's father's funeral. I didn't get to it in the message and it's not in my notes so don't panic at the back but it was just one of those little videos that said you know why is it that now when young men or young women come to us and they've got an interest in the word of God and, and a desire and they spend time studying and reading and, and learning and they're intentional about prayer why is it that all of a sudden we say well you, you must be called to ministry When years ago that was called Christianity years ago that that was normal that was that was that was power for the course I'm saying sometimes there may well the Bible says that there's gonna be some slip that happens as we go along there's just we just slide a little bit and and, and it's just our January 1st call call to order moving forward moving forward that we become people like that a church full of people like that pushes the kingdom of God forward
Philippians chapter 3, verse 13 to 14, my last two verses, brethren. Paul speaking said, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Are we going to do it in services? Absolutely. Are we going to do it in our youth program? For sure. It's our Sunday school, making plans, and come on, they're, they're just so wonderful. I'm just, it's so awesome to have those Christmas, those Christmas services and see all of the kids and see them growing. And, but we want to see them growing, God. We want to see even children move forward into the plan that God has. Our youth, our young couples, our families, our young families, our elders, we need everybody to put God right in the middle of our lives. And when we do, I truly believe that God is going to move us forward like we have never. He's going to work like we've never seen him work. There's going to be things happen that we, we have desired to see. God's going to do some marvelous and miraculous things. But it puts some responsibility on us to put God in the center of our lives. Would you pray together with me this morning? If you're with your family, would you pray with your family? I'd appreciate it if we just kind of did a little holy huddle this morning. Arise, O oh God, and let your enemies be scattered. Lord, our prayer this morning, the direction that you've given us. God, I pray that every home would become place where you are placed in the center God that everything that we do God that you would order our steps that you would prepare the path that you would God that you would make the way in the middle of no way we want to see the miraculous work of your hand God we desire for your provision that impossible to explain provision we want that to happen in lies the the loan the 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 raise that came out of nowhere, the loans that were paid off, the, the blessing of God that comes. God, we want to see that happen in our homes. We want to see power and glory. We want to see the Spirit outpouring. God, we, we want to see that happen in our homes. And God, if we see it in our homes, then it's going to happen in our church. It's going to impact our community and our world. That's what we know. So God, we want to, we want to go on record this morning. God, we just want to make a declaration that moving forward, there's some things that are going to be different. God, moving forward, there's some things that we are leaving behind. God, moving forward, there, there's some things that we're putting in the past and we're not picking them back up. There, there's some things that we're leaving back there, God, that we're not going to bring up here. We're, we're not going to put it in our present and we're not going to move it into our future. But God, we're asking that your glory would overshadow this congregation. God, but more than that, would you shadow every home? God, would you let your direction, your power, your authority, your Shekinah glory, let your word lead us. God, let your provision come into our lives. 
let your power be present to heal and to deliver God be a covering let your blood be that covering we paint the doorposts of our home figuratively this morning but God we paint it in prayer we paint a, a covering of your blood over our homes over our families over our children over our couples God we pray God that you would push back every idea that the enemy would have that you would press God move us into the future that you have for us the promise that you've prepared for us we ask in your name would someone just pray in the Holy Ghost for a moment <laughs> 